That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 269 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that you're listening. In this episode, I'll be sharing my tips for round 14, including the one that I got wrong this morning. Uh, and in a few moments, I will be joined by my mate, Mick Ossie, and we'll talk about the other five games that are happening this week. Some intriguing matchups, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how these play out. Now, I do want to give a big thank out, thank you to my uh, mate Chris Peppers from over on the Lace Out podcast for allowing me to join him Monday night after the big D's win over the Magpies. Uh, check your local podcast host for that discussion. Peps does a great job on his show. Uh, love getting on there um, in the message board during the live broadcast when I get a chance to. And I'm just absolutely thrilled to be able to talk with him in person this time as well. Now, ladies and gents, don't forget, if you have a... Uh, uh, local club that you'd like to have featured on the podcast during an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note via email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Uh, it's a message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. All those links are over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. Love being able to highlight these episodes and these clubs. Uh, and also, if you know somebody or you would be a great guest, I'd love to talk to you as well. I did two interviews earlier this week. Uh, in two completely different parts of the world. Uh, I spoke with Cole Hutchinson, the uh, former uh, AFL, VFL historian and uh, chief statistician. And I also talked to with the uh, probably the biggest Port Adelaide supporter in the Southern Hemisphere on this side of the planet. And this is a gentleman uh, on Twitter whose uh, Twitter handle is Gremio Power, and I'll put a link into that when the episode comes out a little bit later on. Uh, he lives in southern Brazil, right along the Argentinian border on the Uruguay River, and just a fascinating discussion um, with him, With and I can't wait to bring that to you as well. I've got a couple other uh, interviews that I'm getting lined up, and uh, we'll have those to you when I get the opportunity to do them. It's Kind of a hectic summer now that the school year's out. I am working uh, still about 40 hours a week at my summer job, so I'm keeping busy with that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do not have a regular club of the episode this week. I would like to, however, pass along my condolences to the Singleton Roosters family following the tragic accident this week that claimed the lives of 10 people, including five members of the club and also four others associated with the club. There were also over two dozen passengers uh, who were with these people who perished that were in a uh, bus returning from a wedding reception. Uh, those people had been hospitalized. A couple of them, I believe, are still hospitalized as well. Uh, I am going to put a link to the GoFundMe page that they have set up regarding this bus tragedy on the website. On, I'm sure, sorry, on my show notes. So if you are so inclined to help out with that, the link will be there. And again, my deepest condolences to all of the victims and their family members. So, let's jump into discussing the games from this week. First off, we have six clubs that are on the bye this week. Uh, the Crows, the Pies, the Hawks, Essendon, Melbourne, and the Eagles. Now, this is being recorded uh, in the evening after the Cats and Port Adelaide game. Uh, I did go with the Cats to win this one by seven points. Well, I got halftime right. 
but unfortunately, we play two halves, and I, I tip my cap to Port Adelaide. This is a club that might just be a club of destiny this year, to borrow a, uh, a phrase from uh, Jack Black and his pick of destiny. Uh, it's just, it is, uh, you know, I'm not sure. The Cats have given up over 100 points defensively in five games this year. They hadn't done that in over 100 games prior to this year. And they've done it five times already this year. This this club is scuffling. Now, as we know, the beginning of the year, the defensive structure was in disarray. It has started to get healthy, although they have lost uh, Savaradaglia to a, a hamstring. I believe it was a hamstring injury, yeah. Um, De Koning's back in the side. Jack Henry's back in the side, although Jack Henry really struggled tonight. Uh, the, the the forward structure from Port Adelaide was was quite frankly dominant. Now the Cats had a great first half, but the midfield after uh, Patrick Dangerfield's uh, what turns out to be a rib injury now it looks like, they really scuffled and, and I gotta tell you as a Cats supporter, while I am not waning as I think I put this on social media, I'm not waning in my support of the club. I'm not sure with the remaining games that they have to play, and yes, there are six of these final um, 11 games being played at Cardinia Park. I'm not sure if this club is going to be able to get healthy enough to find their way back into finals because you have so many other clubs that have taken a step forward this year, Essendon most assuredly. And again, keep in mind, they've got you know West Coast and North Melbourne both twice this year. And that's not taking a shot at either one of them. It's just reality. And hold on to that thought with regards to North Melbourne because I might just have a little bit of a, uh, an interesting take on this week's game with them. But you've got St. Kilda, who has taken a leap forward. Fremantle is still there. Gold Coast is making a push for finals. The Cats dropped an awful lot of early games this year that, that have put them behind the eight ball. And I... And I and, and yes, you can blame injuries on it, but then you also have to say, shut the hell up about the injuries and just go out and play the games. This is a club that won the premiership last year, and they're not getting it done the way they should this year. Now, I'll be honest with you. I know Chris Scott generally is a rather, you know, even though he can get that snarl on his face when you see him, he can look angry. And of course, there are the gifs out there showing him look angry, dropping the phone, that type of thing. But I think that after the third quarter, that club, I think, probably deserved the spray that they got from him because it was not a great performance from them. And that's not to take anything away from Port Adelaide because Port Adelaide kicked it up a notch and they played phenomenal football, okay? I'm not so sure I would say the Cats lost that game, but Port Adelaide sure as hell came out and won that game. And hat tip to Quentin Narkel for getting a couple of goals. Um, you know, I don't know with the state of uh, the health of the list right now. If Narkel was still on the Cats list, would he have been? Would he have been playing in this game? I don't know. I think they were still satisfied with their midfielder. You know, he might have replaced Jack Bowes possibly as the uh, emergency or the sub, I should say. But the Cats are, are scuffling. They are in trouble. And they've got Melbourne coming off the bye next week at home. And if they don't get things together, bottom line, we're rucked. We're rucked. 
Now, I want to use another word, but I'm just going to use worked. Okay? I miss Reese Stanley. Jonathan Segler's not a terrific ruck. Would he have helped a little bit today? Possibly. But and Mark Blitz has, is kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He does things at a high level all over the ground, but I think when you pull him away from the things that he does as a midfielder, it really hurts the midfield, even though he is somebody can help you who can help spot you know, play in the ruck position. So they're, they're, they're struggling. So Reese Stanley needs to get healthy as quickly as he can. I know he's have, been having some vision problems after his eye injury. I wish him the best. But until they can figure out the ruck situation or until they can figure out how to, how to compensate for it like the Magpies did earlier this year when they basically didn't have a ruck, they're rucked. Because Gone and Grundy this week coming up are going to destroy them. They're going to destroy them in hitouts. And the Cats lost, I think, by about 20 hitouts this game. It's just, it's just ugly. So let's look at the games coming up this week. Then we've got uh, coming up uh, Brisbane hosting Sydney. And let's be honest, Brisbane got punched in the mouth by Hawthorne last week. Um, you've got a couple of debuts. Now, again, these uh, um, you've got Cam Rayner playing game 100. Jasper Fletcher is coming in for Brisbane. Jack Buller for the Swans. Luke Parker also back in. Isaac Heaney injured, Lance Franklin injured, Ryan Clark omitted. Uh, Daniel Rich managed, Darcy Gardner injured, Hugh McCluggage injured, Jack Gunston managed, Jackson Pryor omitted, Ryan Lester, Kai Lohman, and Darcy Ford are in for Brisbane. You know, this is a, the Swans are scuffling as well this year, so yeah, it's, I think it's a pretty safe bet. We're going to have two new clubs in the grand final this year because I don't see either one. Now again, sure, the Cats get healthy. They make it into the eight. Anything could happen. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. I'm, I'm, I'm a little pessimistic, and maybe they need an off season to retool, to reload. You know, I don't think they're quite at the point where, with some of their advanced age, that they're they're reaching the issues that West Coast had, where they're you know they're going to be denying the inevitability of their list getting old. I don't think they're quite there yet, but it's a fine line you've got to walk. And who do they have stepping in behind? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, Brisbane, this is a club that is a top-four side. I, you know, with the talent they have, even with McCluggage out, uh, I just I think this is yeah, – and, again, they're home this week. I'm going to go with Brisbane to win this one by about 15 points. I think Brisbane is too good of a side. I think you pull Heaney out of there. You pull Franklin out. I just think that Brisbane finds a way to get this one done. And then we head to Giant Stadium for GWS hosting Fremantle. Michael Fredericks playing game 50. James Aish is injured. Sam Sturt omitted. Diego Ramirez back from suspension. Harry Rouston's the sub. Josh Fahey omitted. Ryan Angwin omitted. Josh Kelly and Sam Taylor are both coming back off, I believe, hamstring injuries. And again, this one is at uh, Giant Stadium. Yeah, Fremantle is, is battling for... A spot in the eight. I think they're sitting at eleventh uh, right now. But again, they've got you know a game to play to get ahead of the Cats. So uh, I, uh, I'm sorry, they're sitting at tenth right now at six and six. If they win this one, they're going to leapfrog and possibly find their way in the eight this week. Um, they'd have to add some percentage though in terms of doing that. But you know, I, I just. GWS keeps playing decent football. They had a couple ugly losses earlier in the year, but this is a club, and remember, I said last week that 
the uh, Ruse and Giants game was a preview of the tw- of a 2026 prelim final. I think that's I, I'm standing by that. I think these two clubs are going to be ready to compete for that within about three years. And in fact, even though Fremantle, you know, is is on the road here, I'm I'm reluctant to tip them. Okay, and again, we'll have to see what kind of crowd shows up at you know at Giant Stadium. It's not usually a big crowd. They're vocal. The ones that are there, they're passionate. I am going to go with the Giants to win this one. I just I just think the Giants have got kind of like that. They've adopted kind of, you know, Toby Green's a little bit of a chip on his shoulder while he stepped away from it. And I just think the Giants are going to find a way to make things inconvenient for other clubs as well, like they did with the Cats recently. I'm going with the Giants to win this one by eight points. I think it's going to be a close game, but... Uh, I just think the Giants are going to go ahead and take this one. So, um, I just so I'm two for two there on the uh, the the home clubs here. So, and again, we've only got five games left this weekend, and we head to the MCG for Richmond and St Kilda. Uh, Cooper Sharman is the sub for St Kilda. Trent Cochin playing game three hundred. Um, ben Miller is in. Hugo Ralph Smith is the sub. Uh, Marlon Pickett. Uh, is not going to be playing this week. Um, I, I, how many distractions can it, can one club have before it affects their gameplay? And I'm asking that kind of as a rhetorical question, but the more I think about it, the more I realize that, you know, this is a club that, yes, they, they have a different senior coach now, but this is also a club that three out of the last six grand finals have cups in their facilities. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm hemming and hawing on this one, but I think St. Kilda should win this one. Okay, I just think St. Kilda's a better side at this point in time, but will they win it? That I don't know, okay? I am going to go with St. Kilda, but I'm not going to be shocked if Richmond knocks them off. And quite frankly, I'm not going to be shocked if Richmond finds their way to start pushing their, themselves back into finals contention. Okay, this is a club, like I said, that still has a lot of talent. They've got a lot of experience, and I just really wonder what the hell is going to happen with them. But I'm going with St. Kilda to win this one by about 10 points. I just think that uh, that's a club that's a bit on a mission right now. Okay, now we head back to the MCG, and you've got Carlton hosting Gold Coast. And uh, talk about a couple ships passing themselves in the night there. Carlton is down on the number 15 spot on the ladder having lost six in a row. The Suns are sitting at uh, level at six and six, having won two in a row. It's sitting in the 11th spot. They could possibly find their way into the eight this week as well. Now, we've got extended benches right now uh, for the Suns. Sam Days playing game 150, Charlie Ballard game 100, Harry Mackay playing game 100, and Tom DeConing playing game 50 for the Blues. Uh, Jack Silvani omitted, Jesse Motlop omitted, uh, Bodie Uland uh, is a sub. Jai Ferraro omitted for Gold Coast. Alex Sexton, Sexton, Brandon Ellis, Mac Andrew, Ned Boyle, and Sam Day are all in for Gold Coast. While David Cunningham, Jackson Binns, who I mentioned a moment ago, Lockie Fogarty, Mark Pitnett, and Nick Newman are all in. And again, that's the extended interchange right now because the final teams have not yet been announced. But... Um, I'm not tipping Carlton here, okay? They've not shown me that they can win a game for a month and a half now. 
Okay, they've not shown me, so why should I tip them? I'm not. This is an opportunity for the Suns to play on the big stage. They don't always get that opportunity. You know, when they play somebody like the Tigers, they get sent to Marvel, which Tiger supporters love so much. This is an opportunity for the Suns to go play on the big stage at the MCG. You know, I I wonder what kind of a crowd they're going to have, though. Are Carlton supporters going to start... Um, Letting their pleasure or displeasure show by not showing up at the games? I don't know. You know, here in the United States, if, if you have a team that's playing poorly, you'll see sometimes where uh, the supporters in the, in, the fan, in the stands, the fans will, will show up wearing a, like a paper grocery bag over the head with the eyes cut out of it, of it so they don't want to show their face there. And they're kind of show their displeasure with the club. I don't know if that happens in Australia or not, but... Uh, if you're a Carlton supporter, you've got to be rather displeased by what you're seeing over the last six weeks. But I am going with Gold Coast to win this one because this is a club that's playing for more right now than Carlton is. Carlton's trying to stay alive, of course. But the Suns are pushing for the eight. And I'm going with the Suns to win this one by 13 points. I just think the Suns are too good of a side right now. And I, again, Carlton does not impress me at the moment. And somebody mentioned to me the other day that they thought that Hawthorne is going to win a premiership before Carlton does. And I got to be honest, I don't disagree with that. I really don't disagree with that. I think Hawthorne is on a right on the right path. I think North Melbourne is on the right path, and uh, the future's bright there. And then we get to the final game of the weekend, and we're back at Marvel for the first game of the round. And we have North Melbourne hosting the Western Bulldogs. Again, we're on the extended interchange right now. Cody Waitman's playing game fifty. Arthur Jones has been omitted. James O'Donnell omitted. Josh Bruce omitted. Hayden Crozier, Lockie McNeil, Mitch Hannon, Robbie McComb, Ryan Gardner, and Tim O'Brien all in for the Bulldogs. And again, many of those players are on the extended interchange. Hugh Greenwood, Jai Simpkin, Kane Turner back in for North Melbourne. Still no Davis Uniac, uh, which does not help my fantasy team at all. I've got him in my lineup. Uh, don't have much of an opportunity there for him, though. Um, the Bulldogs have dropped, I believe, three in a row, if I'm not mistaken. And they're now sitting at eight. They've got, you know, eighth in the ladder. They're seven wins and six losses, but their percentage is down to just 101. Okay. Now, North Melbourne, yeah, they've got a pretty lousy percentage at only 68.8. Um, they've lost a lot of games in a row, but they have been in a lot of those games. I think you might see where I'm going here. And I've done this several times in the past. And I know right now Frode and uh, Tim um, from the Whiskey Dogs podcast is not happy with you right now. Uh, but I am going to go with the Ruse in an upset here. Okay, I'm going to go with the Ruse to win this one by 11. I just think that they put together all of the things that they need to do to actually get a win right here. Uh, this, is a, this is a club, like I said, I, they've got a couple pieces they still need for sure. Okay, they, okay, probably more than a couple pieces, but some good things have been happening, and they've been very competitive. They just have not been able to get across the line. Now, I think it's all dependent upon then how frustrated do the players get when it comes to that sort of thing. Okay, we've scuffled, we've struggled. Are we going to go ahead and shut down? I don't think they're going to do that. Okay, I don't think they're going to do that because many of them, they're playing for a job on this list or somebody else's list for next year. 
people expect the Bulldogs to be playing finals. I think I had them in the top. I had them in the top four in my ladder this year. But I'm going to go with North Melbourne to win this, and I think I said by 11 points. Okay, so there's my tips for the, the five games for this week. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be welcoming back Mick Aussie again this week. Uh, we're going to be jumping into the abbreviated uh, round 14. I, I already confessed that I, I got the first game wrong. I was right at the halftime score, though. I had picked the Cats by seven, and they were up by seven and halftime. So how you doing, Mick? Well, I hope you're okay, mate. I checked the phone about five o'clock this morning, my time, and I saw your Cats were up a little bit. I nearly got out of bed, was too tired, so I see Port Adelaide ran over 38-point winners. Wow, they're in form, aren't they? Hope oh, you're okay, man. mate. Hope you're okay. I'm, I'm okay. You know, it's uh, we need we need a ruck desperately. Because, you know, when you when they move, you know, Blitz has rucked all game today. And when you take, you know, he does great things in the midfield because he can, he's all over the ground. But, you know, when he's having to go up against, uh, the rucks from Port Adelaide, you know, Lysette and uh, Finlayson, you know, they they almost doubled up the uh, the hit out total that the Cats had today. So, you know, I miss Reese Stanley, and Reese Stanley is not, you know, the most exciting ruckman out there. And next week they've got Melbourne, so they've got Gone and Grundy who are gonna. I'm gonna use a technical term. They're gonna kick the ever loving shit out of Mark Blitzavs in the ruck next week. And that's not that's not a shot of Mark Blitzavs because he's a hell of a player. He's been an yeah. All-Australian, but he's not a full-time ruck. I was – a few years ago, we went and saw Port Adelaide play uh, North Melbourne in the trial game at Albert and Oval. I think it was just when Lysette had signed. He is a big unit, man. He's yeah. a massive guy. He really is. So, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. And Finlayson, I see, he kicked four goals again. So, oh, geez, whoa, was... he's, on, he's, on, he's an outside chance for the uh, – the All-Australian team, they're saying. Yeah, that's true. You know, and 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 that should be maybe, you know, I, you, as far as All-Australian, yeah. And I think that, you know, that that Courage Award that they offer, and I've said this already, if they've not already put his name on that, I don't know what the hell the league is doing, yeah. quite frankly. So, yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. We've, got, we've got five games to get into this week. Um, first one up, we've got Brisbane hosting Sydney. Yeah, Brisbane got you know Hawthorne punched them right in the mouth last week and I I I I think I actually tipped Hawthorne in that one if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well you probably beat me again. I've had a shocking run. Yeah I well I think I tipped <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and look but I, I sure thought I tipped Hawthorne last week. But uh I think you might have yeah I yeah. think you might have so because I just I and I do have I do have one underdog tip this week as well that I that I went with as well. But what are you thinking on this one? Oh, well, what do we got for the Swans? We got Franklin injured or rested. Heaney out. That's a yep. bad out. Parker's in. He's good. Robottom and Warner and Papley were in their best last week. But, uh, well, the week before, whatever. But this this shocks me, eh? It was on the news today. Daniel Rich and Gunston going to the coach and saying they should be dropped. I mean, that is weak, woke, pathetic, whatever you want to call it. You never give a sucker an even break. I can't I can't believe that. And Malcolm Blight was disgusted. I've never, ever heard of that in my life. Like, what is going on with these kids? Anyway, I mean, I, I call people in their 20s kids. That's ridiculous asking <laughs> to be dropped. Anyway, 
Well, you know, I'm going to pick the Lions at home, even though the Swans have had a good record up in Brisbane. I just can't go for the Swans. Lions at home should get back on track, and uh, McCluggage is out, of course, with that sling tackle by Sicily. But yeah, I think I've got to pick the Lions to win. Go ahead, finish up. No, the 29 point favorite. I think Swans might get closer than that, though. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm looking, you know, I, at, at that, you know, I wanted to ask you about that, you know, the, the, the tackle on McCluggage, you know, he got contacted by both Sicily and another player. I can't, I still, for the life of me, cannot understand how they've, they've given Sicily three weeks for the other player running into him. I just, it just, well, it just doesn't make any sense to me. All right. I'll give my opinion. I tagged you on a post of my friend I play with at Flinders Park, Trevor Shepard, and he basically dissed the hell out of the AFL, saying it's not a game anymore and all this sort of right, crap. Right, So after listening to a lot of people, even Andrew Jarman on Radio and Adelaide, he was pretty disgusted it got three games. But as soon as I saw it, this is my opinion. He grabbed him, he flung him around, and he pinned him to the ground, and he hit his head. So I think Sicily should have definitely got one game, according uh-huh. to the new rules. I think the guy coming over the top really didn't have much to do with the sling tackle. Right, and because, right. of, because of Sicily's record of being at the tribunal too many times, they probably added one or two games on because of his record. Well, that but could be, definitely. Yeah. Definitely one to two games. So these people saying that it shouldn't have been anything, they got to wake up and realise that you can't sling tackle and pin a guy's arm. It's a, it's a dangerous way. I, I can't ever recall myself ever doing a, a sling tackle. It's brutal. It's terrible. Good on yeah. the AFL. I'm sticking up for the AFL on this one. Okay. Okay. I need to go. I need to go back and watch it again. I know I've seen it from a couple of different angles, but I need to watch it again and. Uh, maybe I'm just maybe I was in a coffee coma there, but yeah, I went with the Lions on this one as well. Um, you know, I I did put a post up though. I said with all of these suspensions that are happening, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my my Brownlow candidate because I had, I had tipped Tuke Miller, and I'll go ahead and I put it a little, quick little video up online. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and with everybody that's getting suspended this year, I'm gonna go ahead and change my my tip for the Brownlow to Nakaya Cockatoo. He's gonna play round twenty four for the Lions. <laughs> He's gonna play. He's gonna play round twenty four. He's gonna have a hell of a game. Everybody else on the side is gonna have been suspended this year, and everybody else in the league is gonna have been suspended. He's gonna get one vote from the umpires, and he's gonna win the brown low with one vote because everybody else has been suspended for the year. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I kind of know what you're saying, but yeah, I think I said a couple of weeks ago they need to. I think they need to change the rules for the yeah. brown low because you don't want to be losing the brown low because of a bit of a rough tackle. No right, way. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, that's, what, that's why I put out that uh, sticker over on my website the other day that uh, was congratulating uh, Lockie Neal, you know, being the, uh, you know, the two-time brown low medalist and, you know, w- you know winning, the, winning the brown low is very, and I put on there, winning the brown low is very appealing. It's a little dig at Patrick Cripps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, We've got Fremantle coming off the bye, heading to GWS to face the Giants this week. And, you know, you've got a few people, you know, a couple of new players back in. Josh Kelly, Sam Taylor back in for the Giants. Omira's back off of his suspension. What are you thinking on this one there, sir? Oh, I'm going to flip a coin. I've gone back and forward so many times on this. 
Saron has a possible ankle injury. That if he's affected by that, that's bad because he's a damn good player. Right. Try right. Amos kicked four goals. He's a beauty, isn't he? Mm-hmm. The Giants, man, they're better than I thought. But the two guys in Perth I listened to, they couldn't even pick the Dockers. They went for the Giants and then wow. Jimmy uh, Brayshaw picked the Dockers. I really don't know. This is probably the toughest game of the week. The Giants are three-point favourite. You know, I'm going to stick my original pick. I think the Dockers are a better team, but oh, this is a tough one. I'll stick with go. the Dockers. There you go. I did go. I did go with the Giants on this one because you know they've they've played. They got blown out in a couple games earlier this year, but you know they they've won some big games here recently. Um, you know they beat the Cats for what, the third time in a row at, at GMBHA. Uh, I'm not basing it solely on that, but you know, you you went and beat the defending premiers, and and let's be honest, they're not defending all that hard right now, um, down in Geelong. So I I went with the Giants again because, you know, I'd said last week that I thought that the Giants and Bruce game was going to be a 2026 prelim final. I and I I, st- I still think that's the case. And you know, Nick Larky re-signing, um, for what five more years today through 2029 kind of puts them in a step in the right direction for that as well. But yeah, I yeah, went, well, the I went Giants have got they got Giants, they got Taylor back. He's a good player, but let's be honest, the last three or four weeks, I don't think anyone has any idea. So as long as we can talk about news about the games, we'll be yeah, okay, right? <laughs> exactly. Because it, it's you know, it's 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 basically it's you know just put all the you know put the you know in a lot of these games it's just put the you know the little uh coin with the logo for each club <laughs> into a, into a bag and reach in and pull one out. And Hey, that's, who's going to win this week. I mean, which, yeah. leads us, which leads us to the next game, Richmond hosting St. Kilda, you know, wow. Trent Cotchins, Trent Cotchins, 300th game. Yeah. I, I do like the, the way that the, uh, the AFL's website um, listed uh, Marlon Pickett being out personal reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. I just, it's, and again, I have no idea if any of these things are true, but uh, it's just it's 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 sad if that's if that's is actually the case. But not a lot of changes. Only Ben Miller coming in, Hugo Ralph Smith the sub, Cooper Sharman the sub, but the big thing, Koch Kotchin playing game three hundred. Well, Kotchin playing three hundred, I could care less. No, that's a bit harsh. You know, I don't like Richmond, I and they beat don't. us in that grand final. That's a bit harsh, but. I didn't like their arrogance, and he was the leader. Apparently, he's a nice fella. I was listening to the photographer today, Nathan Broad, so he reckons he's a nice fella. No, good on him. That was a bit harsh, but not a fan of the Tigers. But I am a fan of Marlon Pickett. I mean, we saw him come into that grand final and even right. got Norm Smith votes. He's sleeky, smooth, beautiful ball user. But, man, from what I can gather... Well, he's from Perth, so he must have been back in Perth in late December, January, because the cops called him in to the station after the game there in Perth last week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it kind of sounds like he possibly got involved with some old mates or something like that, but who knows? But I know he was in jail for a couple of years when he was younger so I'm a fan of his so let's hope he's not guilty but it doesn't sound too good does it no it doesn't and I, yeah and I was trying to 
map out in my head the you know, the time frame there because I thought while training was going on, I guess they must have had some downtime a couple of different times, and he went home or he went back to Perth. But it just it's just it is it's it's sad if if this turns out to be you know be true. And again, I'm not speculating one way or the other because I don't know. My area of expertise when it comes to the legal system in Australia is watching the TV series Rake, which is a great series, okay, and watching one called The Circuit, which uh, dealt with a a small-town attorney that would fly around to the different indigenous communities uh, in the northern parts of uh, WA and would would hear the cases that were that were happening up there that that's my extent of understanding of the legal system in australia well i got a mate in perth andy hayward and i said to him i said keep your ears to the ground and let me know what you hear yeah. and normally you start normally you start to hear the rumors by now but nothing's really been said so well, maybe maybe the cops called him in to try and get him to dob his mates in or something like that. I really have no idea, but it, it just does seem very strange, doesn't it? It it does. It it just it, it was it was shocking when they announced it. I mean, it's uh, and and again, I I, I know he had been incarcerated when he was younger, but I don't know. I didn't know any of the specifics in terms of when it had happened, that type of thing. I didn't know if it was when he was a juvenile again. It's not really any of my business because I, I and I had never thought to go ahead and and dig into it to try to find out. So, yeah. So well, we haven't actually we haven't actually tipped the game yet. So no. <laughs> well, we do know a lot of the a lot of the indigenous in Australia have have a have a tough upbringing. They did say he's had a bit of a tough upbringing over the years. So I don't know. I feel for him, but if he's guilty, he's guilty, and he shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Right. Um. Right. Oh man, this is another tough one. Another tough one. Tigers are favoured by five and a half. Cool. I'm going to go for the Tigers, but flip of the coin. Saints keep surprising everyone. Now, I I went with the Saints, um, but yeah, I the Tigers could certainly win this one. They have yeah, that's a club right there that might just turn around and make a run to the finals. You know, Kachin and Rewalt might just say, okay. We got. We don't have any reason to have anything left in the tank when we finish up this year. If they're if they're going to be done this year, you know, maybe yeah, I'd have no idea if Dusty's going to go play in Queensland. Everybody keeps talking or in uh, New South Wales next year, possibly Queensland. Um, maybe he steps away from the game too. Who knows? I mean, you could have a huge turnover with with Richmond next year. But I I I don't know. I mean, I know there are a couple of spots on the ladder behind the Cats, but. Uh, you know, they seem to be playing a little bit better football right now. I mean, they're sitting number 12 right now, and the Cats are at nine. Um, you know, they're going to, you know, they'll be, if they win, they'll be two points ahead of the Cats. I mean, they could certainly leapfrog, you know, you know, the Cats and the Dockers to uh, to go ahead and, and, you know, start making a push towards the eight as well. So, and that just scares me about Richmond because you never know what the hell they're going to do. But, yeah, I went with yeah. the Saints on this one. So, we we have the... Carlton Blues hosting the Gold Coast Suns and Gold Coast is playing on the big stage. It's, it's, you know, here in the United States, you know, we celebrate Thanksgiving. I know they have Thanksgiving in Australia, but, or I mean, sorry, in Canada. Um, but, uh, you know, if you have a, a huge family gathering, you know, sometimes you'll have the, you know, the, the adults will sit at one table and the kids will sit at the other table. Well, the Suns seemingly always when they come, when they come to Melbourne, 
have to sit at the kids' table or play at Marvel, but they're playing at the MCG this week. So this is wow. Yeah, another tough game that three in a row could go either way. Well, the Blues are favoured by four and a half. And what about last week? They kicked six goals, 16. And Mackay, get this, he was more accurate than Kerno. Mackay kicked one goal straight, no behinds. I looked this up this morning. Kerno kicked two goals and four behinds. So for that reason... I just cannot see the Blues kicking a score that should win, even though they should be able to. I am going to go for the Suns because I damn well hope that the Blues continue on a losing streak and I'd like to see the Suns get up. But another another tough one. I'll take the Suns just for the hell of it. I went with the Suns on this one as well. Um, You know, it's, I I just, this is, this is a, this is a club that is playing really good football and and now i'm what i was what i mentioned early on you know in the in the early part of the episode that i recorded i wonder how many carlton supporters are actually going to show up to this game are they at the point now where they've lost six in a row where they're so disgusted with what the club is doing that they're going to vote with their feet and just stay home how about how about we reword what you just said what the club is doing how about what the players are doing well the oh, pathetic well that's okay that's true that's true well oh, the club and the coaches should we include the coaches in that no i'm just gonna say the players there you go okay. you can't kick you can't kick for goal you can't freaking win and anyone knows you just practice 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 get your technique right and kick goals how can the coaches change if they're giving them practice time to kick goals, it's not the damn coach's fault that they kick points. It's disgraceful. That's true. That's fair enough. That's that's certainly fair enough. Yeah, I I just <laughs> I you know, I, I referenced uh, you know, you know, here in, in the NFL, and I, I don't know if this happens in the in the CFL or not, but uh you know, when when teams are playing poorly, fans will sometimes show up to the games with paper grocery bags over their head with holes cut in it for their eyes, you know, to kind of show their disgust for the team. Is that, is that something that you have ever seen happen at a game of footy? No, but I've seen it at your Cleveland Browns. Oh, I know. Trust me. Trust me. That's why, that's why I brought it up. That is why I brought it up. That's, I, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily wearing it as a badge of honor, but it's a, it's a badge that I, that I have been awarded uh that you know that they've been what's the technical term shit they've been shit yeah. uh and uh and hit you know they lost like 30 games in a row at one point in time a lot wow. like the west a lot like the west coast eagles um wow. yeah but i'm i'm cautiously optimistic this year i think they you know if if deshaun watson plays the way he has played in the past uh, a couple of years ago. I think they could be something special this year. I think the AFC North is going to be arguably the best division in football. I really well, do. Well, your quarterback needs a girlfriend to stop misbehaving, doesn't he? Well, yeah. Or uh, um, if not a girlfriend, um, just you know, be suggested that he go jump in a cold Lake Erie. Um, yeah. every single night before he, uh, you know, heads home. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Anyway, so, yeah. yeah. I went with the Suns <laughs> on this one. Yeah. It's, yeah, we got a little off. 
if, if if you're listening to this and you're wondering what the heck is going on with uh, Deshaun Watson, you'll have to go read up on it. But uh, uh, let's just let's just say that the uh, that the Browns have hired a single massage therapist. Um, I believe his name is Sven, and he is from the the northern reaches of Sweden. Um, and uh, he is the only massage therapist that they that the browns have available for uh mr watson to use we'll leave it at that uh <laughs> so we get to the last game of the weekend and it is north melbourne hosting the bulldogs at marvel now again we've got the extended uh interchanges right now but uh you know jai simpkins supposedly back in um mitch hannon getting a game haven't seen him for a while uh josh bruce omitted um Arthur Jones omitted as well. What are you thinking on this one? Well, finally, you would think we have a game that we could put in the books along with the Lions. I think this Lions and the Dogs you would think would win. They're 29 half point favorite. I see Bruce has been omitted. He's disappointing, and Norton's not playing as good as he has. Wakeman, three goals last week, and it's his 50th game. I mean, Libba was best player, Smith, Daniel, Trelaw, Bont. So their good players seem to be playing okay, but they're a bit up and down, but they're hanging in on eighth spot. Yeah, got to go the dogs on this. Ruse might get within 29, but you'd think the dogs would win. If not, they could be in trouble as well yeah. with uh, well, teams coming from their eighth spot. They've They've dropped three in a row, and... I have them dropping their fourth in a row. I'm going with the ruse in this one. Wow. I'm going with the ruse. I, and I, and as you know, I've gone with the ruse several times this year and it's bitten me on the ass, but I just have this strange feeling that, that, that North Melbourne, you know, have, have, they played some decent games. They, they got blown out a few times earlier this year, but they've played some decent games lately. And if they play all four quarters that way, I think they could get a win. And, and, and I honestly, I, I the Bulldogs' defensive structure is nothing to write home about. It's not great. I think I think the Ruse could score on them. So I'm I'm you know I I think that uh, you know seeing what is going to happen with with this one this weekend. I wanted as one name I did not look at closely, and I want to just make sure that I that I yeah I yeah I'm to me Taron Thomas coming back in has been a bit of a a boost for them as well. Now they're still missing you know uh, LDU. Um, which is not helping my fantasy team at all. Uh, but I, j I just took them on a bit of a hunch because, you know, the, the, the Bulldogs have dropped a few games in a row and, and I don't know what club, which one of that club is going to show up this week. So, yeah, well, I, I tipped the ruse last week to beat the giants down there in Hobart, but right. that didn't happen. So yep. I can't see him beating the dogs if they can't beat the giants, but you're more keen on the giants than I am. Well, yeah, and I maybe even on the ruse too. I don't know, but uh, you know, it's a short week, and then next week we've got uh, we're I think we've only got a couple clubs that are off next week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know Port Adelaide is off next week. Um, well, actually, there still are a handful of games. There's still quite a few clubs that are off. Carlton, the Bulldogs, North Port. Richmond and GWS are all off next week. So there are still six clubs and that's the last bye week. Uh, but, you know, I, and I, I needed to mention this. I, I mentioned at the outset, you know, that 
when I was talking about the cats probably not making the eight, and I mentioned Essendon, St. Kilda, and Gold Coast as clubs that were up and coming, and I completely spaced on. And if you're in Adelaide right now and you've been screaming at the the uh, app on the on the phone, if you're listening to this, I didn't mention the Crows, and I should have. And I'm surprised, you know, I, Mick was not in listening to it earlier, but had I not told him that, uh, he'd have been yelling at me about that as well because he would have said, damn it, my club's playing some pretty good football this year. So how about you throw them a bone? Well, yeah, but they only beat the Eagles. <laughs> anyway, I got a bit of a – I got a couple of things, eh? Okay. I, I heard – I didn't see this, but I heard that it was Taylor Walker's 250th game, obviously, and he, t- he kicked 10 goals against – many different opponents because the Eagles are so pathetic. And then I heard that the Eagles player helped Eagles team helped form a guard of honor as Walker was walking off the field. And listening to Barrage in Perth, the Channel 7 guy with Quartermain on, on the podcast, I gotta agree with Barrage. Back in his day and when I played, there's no way you would do that. Why would you why would you stand there and do that for an opposition player when it's – I mean, really, it's only his 250th. He's not retiring. It's not his 300th. I mean, great effort for 250. Yeah. But I, I just get annoyed with this weakness and this wokeness and, sure, shake hands with a guy after a game. You should always mm-hmm. do that and have yeah. a beer afterwards. But, I don't know, I just get annoyed with that. And also the other thing, the way the Carlton fans apparently – Treated their players after the game. That that's a bit over the over the top as well. So, well, and again, I, don't I, know. I think that you know, I that only sounded like one or two people yelling there. So I don't, you know, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if we can get you know if we can condemn an entire supporter base for a you know a couple of guys you know who probably had one too many uh, Victoria bitters during the course of right. the game. I, I heard it was more than that, but maybe okay. maybe whoever said that is wrong. Yeah, well, and the fact, and the fact that, but I expect this from Collingwood fans. The fact that any Collingwood fans booed Grundy, like he wanted to stay at Collingwood, like that right. just shows how right. much no brains those people have. Just brainless stupidity, like that's that's ridiculous as well. well Grundy and, wanted to stay there. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I, you know, I, and it's it's like, you know, the I can understand that, you know, the North Melbourne supporters booing Jason Horn Francis when they play. Of and, course. And, yeah, and, of let's, course. and let's, be, let's be honest, every game for the next however many years, dozen years or so that Jason Horn Francis plays against North Melbourne, against, you know, in Melbourne or in uh, Tasmania, as long as they're still playing down there, he's going to get booed by those supporters. But when the, enough to, when the yep, when the supporters no of yeah when the supporters of other clubs are booing him, why why are they taking offense to what he did? I mean, it, are they? I you know maybe they're thinking, okay, this guy just planted the seed in the mind of prospective players for our club. That if we draft them and they don't like being here, they they'll they'll force their way out after a year. Yeah, I don't know. Well. That's why I like the ending of your show where you tell people to look after each other and yeah. ask how your mate's going. 
Because, I mean, you and I, we love Facebook, we love Twitter, we love all that, but realistically, this social media is pathetic. Our people can hide behind a phone and say whatever they want and can't even say something to your face. So I get annoyed with the modern world in that way of gutless, pathetic people that can't even be or be nice to your face and then dish you as soon as you walk away. It's pathetic. So, yeah. I don't, I, good and I bad, don't, man. You I know don't, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't disagree with you there. I, I've, uh, I, I used to, you know, discuss actively, you know, a lot of political stuff online, but I, 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 I don't, I don't do that anymore. I haven't done that in years. I mean, I will, uh, I'll post funny, like, you know, the memes, that sort of thing. I'll post memes that, that, that I find hilarious. I'll share those all the time. I have no problem sharing those because it's, but I, I, I'm not, you know, if if we're to bring it back to footy, you know, us having a conversation, me arguing with you, I'm not going to convince you to become a cat supporter. You're not going to convince me to become a crow supporter. Or even, you know, if an argument happened between a port supporter and a crow supporter, you're not going to convince one another to support that other that other person's club. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Your, your, your club is your club. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you, we talked about it here today, you know, you're, you're not a Richmond fan. I, again, I liked sledging on Richmond mainly because they pissed and moaned about having to go play at Marvel. I don't dis, I don't necessarily dislike Richmond. Okay. I know I'm not supposed to like Hawthorne. I like the way they play. I, I think they're doing, <laughs> I think they're doing a decent job. Now I, I am really, be, as I think I've mentioned this before, I'm really beginning to enjoy seeing what's happening with Carlton. I'm I'm beginning to enjoy that a little bit. Now again, I'm not going to I'm not going to sledge on them. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, go into the stands from my podcast and yell and scream about how awful they are that sort of thing, but but I don't I don't mind seeing their struggles happening right now. Yeah. And like I said, I it, you know, it all goes back to the uh the 23rd of September of 2021. Had they just waited until the 27th I'd be wishing them all kinds of good luck, but they decided. <laughs> well, to go I told you, give him. You got to email that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that he's no longer there. I've emailed his, oh. his his email. It's a dead email address now. He's not oh, there okay. anymore. So, yeah. well, you're you're doing the right thing. I mean, you've been following this seven or eight years. You're doing the right thing by being positive and not disliking any clubs. But I've been following this since a kid, so. My first VFL team, I like North Melbourne because South Gore, we had the same jersey, the vertical stripe, blue and white, and then Malcolm Blight went and played there. So I was a North Melbourne fan. Then I was a Bombers fan as well because I saw them win two premierships and I like the Bombers. And other than that, I've liked the Bulldogs a bit over the years because the Central Districts was my closest SANFL club. Right, right. Barracks for the Eagles, but they were just down the road, played a bit there. But other than that, I hope for the Swans doing okay. And I hope I used to like the West Coast Eagles because they're not from Melbourne. And I hope the Suns do well. But other than that, I could care less about all the other teams because of years of following it and seeing all the stories. And exactly. It's obvious I got disliked exactly. at some teams, right? Well, hey, Mick. Mick, I I hate to I hate to cut us short here, and uh, I am going to wrap us up here because uh, our our tornado sirens are going off here in town oh. right now. So I'm waiting for the I 
it looked like decent weather today. So I'm waiting for the, uh, uh, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, wrap this up and get it downloaded here. And, um, yeah. And, um, we've got, we, oh, we've got a huge thunder storm, uh, pocket that's getting ready to hit us here real quick here. So we've got the sirens up and running. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up here and get this downloaded, man. I hope you do well. Um, you know, don't put your mouth guard in your, in your sock and in your pocket and that sort of thing, or put it anywhere else or in your buddy's pocket. Um, but, uh, I hope you have a great week, sir. And I will talk to you soon. All right. And my advice is keep away from those tornadoes because that'd be a terrible way to get sucked up and get cut up in those. Oh, that's scary. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Have a great weekend. Cheers, man. man. Bye-bye. All right. All right, Matt K. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, really, really do uh, enjoy when you come on. I know we had a very short uh, list of games to talk about. Um, I think it gets a little bit longer next week. I think the power, and I don't know who else is on the, the buy next week. I think the power are there because they were off this week coming up, but I can't remember what, which other club is there. Uh, so there you go, folks. Those are our tips for round 14. You'll have to tell me where you think I'm wrong. Well, you don't have to tell me about the cats because I already got that one wrong, and I already confessed to that one. Look out for one another. Give your friends and family a call. Tell them you love them. Again, if you're so inclined um, and you want to uh, help out with that uh, GoFundMe page uh, for the Singleton Roosters, the, the bus tragedy that occurred, I do have the link in the show notes if you want to help out with that. Um, they've raised a pretty significant amount of money, but it's, it's, it's a horrific thing that they're dealing with. Now, ladies and gents, remember that you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there. You can leave a review. And if you enjoy the podcast, I do hope you'll leave a review. Um, hopefully, you'll share the episode as well. If you want to help out the podcast and, and uh, help keep the lights on here, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button. Uh, you can also click on my Redbubble store page. I do have a couple new um, designs that I have put up there in the last couple of weeks. Uh, one of them, if you're a Brisbane supporter, you're probably going to want to take a look at that one. Uh, if you're a Carlton supporter, you won't want to take a look at it. But go ahead and take a look at it anyway. And uh, you can leave me a voicemail there as well. I do hope you'll subscribe. Okay. And if you enjoy what I'm doing, please share the episodes with your friends and family. And if you got an idea for a guest, please reach out. Okay. I love being able to, to talk to people. Uh, about the game. It's, it's, it's the part of this that I love the most is engaging with folks, learning from them, learning about their fandom um, and why they support the club they support and just the passion that they have for it. Remember, you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yank on the footy gmail.com. I yank on the footy podcast over on Facebook. I yank on the footy on Instagram. Uh, you can also find Craig Wessels over on LinkedIn as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for everything. I appreciate the kind words. Working my tail off right now because I do plan on getting to Australia next summer. So I'm working a lot of hours this summer so I can bank that money for next year. Folks, again, thanks for the kind words. And as always, just like Sam Powell Pepper this morning, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later.
This has been episode 269 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, everybody, and please consider sharing this podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, which will be very, very soon, goodbye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, quick update. As you may have heard, I did cut the episode with Mick Aussie just a little bit short because we had the tornado sirens going off here in Sandusky, Ohio. The... Storm did uh, have a couple of tornadoes touch down to the west of us, as well as a second tornado touch down directly south of us, about 10 miles away. So what would that be, about uh, 15 kilometers south of us? Um, I did see some television footage of damage of uh, some buildings being knocked down, power lines out in certain areas. Uh, We are okay. Um, Interestingly enough, however... While I was down in my basement with my wife and my two dogs, I did see several members of the Geelong Back Six hiding in my basement as well. I think they forgot to come out at halftime of the game this morning. And I, and if you do the math, it's almost the right length of time for a flight from Adelaide to get to Ohio. Not quite, I understand, but uh, just trying to add a little levity to this. But uh, we're okay here, and as far as I know, everybody uh, else is okay. We've got several thousand people without electricity at the moment. But the storms have passed, and that's a good thing. Again, folks, I'll be back with a couple of interviews uh, in the next few days. My uh, summer work schedule is a little bit hectic. Um, you know, as a teacher, I don't do a lot of physical work. Okay. I mean, I do, I walk a lot. I walk an average of about, uh, four miles a day as it is right now. Uh, but I'm doing that at work, uh, five days a week, as well as doing the, the walking I do with my dog when I get home from work or before I go to work. So let's keep in mind in about a week and a half, I'm also going to be 60 years old as well. So I'm not exactly a spring chicken, but enough about that, folks. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you'll uh, tune in for my chats with uh, the biggest port supporter from uh, South America, as well as my chat with Cole Hutchinson. What an absolute wonderful, wonderful man. I am so glad and so grateful to uh, Barry Cheatley for sharing his contact information with me. I really, really enjoyed chatting with Mr. Hutchinson. Cheers, everybody.